What's happening? Thanks for pushing play. Before we get into the episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform and please leave a five-star rating and review. Let's get the show out to as many other cash flow veterans out there as possible, those who are looking to secede from the current system and change their life one day at a time. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Cashflow Veteran Daily Newsletter. You can find that at cashflowveteran.com and download my latest ebook. Welcome to Cashflow Veteran. This is John, your host. This is for military members, veterans, spouses, and anybody else affiliated with the military. This show is where fighting for your financial freedom is just as important as your political freedom. Let's get to it. Hey, everybody, what's going on? This is John Payne with Cashflow Veteran Podcast. Welcome back. This is going to be episode number 15, and I'm so thankful. Uh, that the guests that I have for today, uh, Keith Bully and Roberta Eastman from REI Wealth Academy, um, they are my uh, longtime friends uh, and and real estate investing mentors. And so I'm really glad to be bringing them back for PCS Investing, at least the series that I'm doing for this month. Um, Just to give you a background on them, I mean, as far as uh, where they're at, you know, based out of California, but they're also doing a lot of investing outside of the area, within the area, a lot of other business stuff that's going on. And we're going to get into some of that today. But um, by all means, welcome Keith and Roberta. Uh, again, thanks so much for for coming on. Thanks for having us, John. Yeah. Well, uh, give us a little give us a little bit of the background, just of you guys in general, and how you guys, as a real inv- real estate investing team, uh, got together. Sure. So we actually, um, Keith loves to tell this part of the story. So you want to go ahead and tell that about sure. the, how we met? We met at Rhea. I was at Rhea in Santa Maria. And uh, Roberta was there with her husband, and she told what she did, and I told what I did, and it sort of clicked. And she was interested in how I was doing things the way I was doing them. And we talked after the meeting, we had a couple of meetings after that, and we decided to team up. We've been going ever since. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for those who don't know what ARIA may be, it's a, a real estate investors club meeting. Uh, you can usually find them locally or um, there are other events uh, such as Bigger Pockets. There's um, often a RIA club that is in the area. So if you can't find one of those, look for a national real estate investing club. So that's how we did get together. Um, and then Keith um, asked if I could build up REI Wealth Academy because he was doing some mentoring on uh, real estate investing. And then I came in and uh, my whole background is business management. So uh, we built REI Wealth Academy. And that was the first of the many businesses that we can really have. So, <laughs> Yeah, right on. And so uh, describe a little bit more about what you guys, I mean, I don't want you to go into the full history of all the different investing, but certainly what you think is relevant about um, the type of investing that you think is probably most powerful. And then kind of why that's important um, for anybody who's looking into real estate investing. But for, obviously, from my angle, it's for um, your veterans, your military folks who are moving right. from from place to place. Yeah. So let's talk about where it all started. And with a passion for the type of real estate investing that we do comes from. And then um, after you know, you've been in it and you've been able to percolate a little bit, there are things that naturally happened from our lives that have now led us to where we are today. So 
Um, we started, Keith had already been doing real estate and he had some homes and he was doing some seller financing, but it really became to blossom when I did my first deal. And it was a 60 year old couple who had never owned a home before. And they lived in a one bedroom apartment here in Lompoc, uh, paying well over $900 a month. And Keith had come to me with this deal that he had already had too many deals on his, on his plate. And he said, Hey, do you want to do this deal? And I said, well, let me fund, you know, let me help this woman by giving her money and, you know, just being a private lender. Well, we got to know the person a little bit and she was not the right person to lend money to. Um, so I decided to just buy the house outright. And then we ended up meeting Wander and Jesus and they were the couple who had the one bedroom. And this was a mobile home. It was a... Um, one bedroom, but it was a double wide, new. It had, you know, cathedral ceilings. It was plenty for the two of them. And then they did a, I did a seller financing for them. And so they paid us half of what they were paying in rent. And in two years, they were all paid off. And then they were living just for the lot rent. But the part of the story that got me hooked. You know, when I tell people all the time, it feels like I was hooked on phonics, man. These 60-year-old couple never owned a home before in their 60s. And all they, they were most excited that their grandkids could come visit them at their own home. That was so powerful for me that it was like, this is the way I have to do real estate. You know, I don't have to be the seller financing. And I'll tell you about a strategy we put in front of that that strategy um, to make it a win-win for everybody, us making money, the people that we help, you know, doing what they need to do and making the investors that we bring in feel comfortable. Um, but that was it. I was hooked on phonics. I knew I had to help people get into homes that they otherwise couldn't afford. And that's why we specialize in lease options. Right. Can you explain just a little bit what lease option is just for the, the novice yes. that might be out there? So a lease option, um, now you can get them from sellers as a lease option as well. And, but when we're talking about lease options, we're really talking about, we get the houses various ways on the front end. It's the exit strategy. The exit strategy is the lease option. And what that does is it allows us to control the home and then offer it to others who cannot go and get a mortgage today. Somebody might be self-employed. They need two years to get their taxes in order as an entrepreneur. Uh, somebody who's relocated, they need a job for two years in order for the bank to give them a loan. Or somebody who their credit may be not where it needs to be. They just need time to get themselves on their feet. So we get the home under control. We then lease it out to them for up to two and a half years, which gives them the time that they need to get themselves on their feet, no matter which one of those scenarios they're in. Gotcha. And I, I'll say like it, one of the things other, you know, the general education that I got from your guys's program with Aria Wealth Academy, you know, the, the general course for earners to learn, but then also the, the lease option stuff. I mean, obviously that was really great content and there's a lot that, I mean, you guys have been wildly successful with not only teaching other people, but specifically being on the street in the trenches, actually, mm -hmm. you know, walking the walk as you're talking the talk. 
for real estate investing, not just, you know, selling courses or anything like that that's out there. And I, I certainly appreciate that. But I think really what drew me to you guys, especially getting involved with it, uh, and it could have been like a lot of other courses and stuff that I've taken that didn't necessarily have some of the personal touch to it. Um, but I think that that passion, actually seeing that firsthand for actually helping people and get people into homes and, and get them into, you know, home ownership um, when they otherwise would not have been and actually seeing the, the genuine desire for you to do that. Um, at the same time, having big goals for, uh, for profit and for mm-hmm. getting returns. I mean, being able to marry those two, and I, certainly I don't judge anybody that just wants to go get profits or anything so long as they're just yeah. not, you know, screwing over people. Um, but being able to marry those two things actually is one of the things that really kind of drew me to you guys. Um, and then obviously just, I think our, our personalities clicked, which is why I ended up, you know, coming and, and working with you guys and being able to do more there. I, I guess before we go on, I do want to ask you just what, from the lease options, I mean, why is it that you guys, as opposed to other methods that are out there, I mean, you guys have done uh, all kinds of deals. I mean, you've done everything from wholesaling, uh, the wholesale facilitation, you guys have done some long-term rentals. Um, mm-hmm. You guys have been getting into apartment, not a, well, um, uh, some of the commercial yep. uh, real estate for people that are doing mobile that, home mobile parks. home parks and stuff like that. And so you guys have seen the game. Plus you've been connected with all kinds of people that are doing all kinds of things at the same time. And so, I mean, you guys have basically seen it all. So why is it the lease option strategy that, that has kind of driven the core of your business? Well, you know, so a couple of things that you touched on, John, um, in regards to um, the home ownership piece, you know, my parents rented my whole life. So they were in the same house 32 years. My mother passes away. My father's in his 70s. He's like, okay, now what? Well, now what at the age of 70? Really? I mean, like things are supposed to be settled, right? So he goes from, you know, he can't rent there anymore. Um, and now he goes and jumps from kid to kid to kid. And then he passes away as well. And it's like, that is not the way it's supposed to be, right? right. People, you, you, if you want to own a home, you should be able to own a home. And so we do, when you say long-term rentals, right? Our lease options are taxed from a tax perspective. They are treated as a rental. Um, and like you said, you know, there's, there is profit in it. Um, but why the lease options versus the wholesaling and, um, all, like you said, the mobile home parks, uh, the mobile home parks are driven as well by the same passion of allowing people to have home ownership that they wouldn't otherwise have. Um, but why the lease options? Because it allows us to teach people what we went through. There was a time when I couldn't get a loan. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's it, it was that's why we do what we do, because we know what it feels like. And from personal experience, if you want home ownership, you know, we believe that that is something that you should have. The lease options, they they're a killer strategy because they make you money up front in the middle and at the end. Right. Then on the other side of it, too, you should specialize <clears throat> instead of instead of sitting back and going every new shiny object pops up this method of flip and a wholesale specialize into something and master that. And if you want some extra activity, move to the next one. But if you master that one thing, you've, you've got it for life. Yeah. And you know, it, it makes, um, if you don't plan on doing investing on your own money, um, because ultimately you're going to tap out, you know, 
everybody taps out either 10 mortgages at the bank or just taps out of their, their savings. If you intend to do real estate investing um, with other people's money, which is how we do it, then you need to be able to have a business model, a very specific business model in the lease options. I can go and talk to anybody and tell them my business model and either they are attracted to the story, right? The emotion of helping other people get into the home or they're attracted to the return that they're going to get. And again, they're going to get money up front in the middle and at the end. So they're attracted either way. So when we go to an investor or people in general, and I tell them what we do, that's all they need to hear. And they usually come on board. Um, there's been very few people who haven't wanted to invest with us and be a part of helping others and having it be a win-win for themselves. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that, you know, over the couple of years that I was in California and getting to see you guys kind of firsthand doing a lot of this was that it, it and I brought this up in, in the, the episode I did with Tim Choice. And I know he came to Aria Wealth Academy for, you know, a few months while he was in California before he moved up to um, Montana and has been kind of pursuing his career in real estate and stuff too, after he got out of the Air Force. But, uh, and I brought it up there and, you know, you want the one thing that stuck, I think with me the most, and even though it stuck with me, I'm still obviously struggling to make sure that I'm kind of in my, you know, unique ability and staying mm -hmm. there as much as possible and really kind of driving that and whatever endeavor that I try to do, but whatever strategy, whatever business you really got to focus and try rather than trying to, you know, dig a mile wide and an inch deep, you're not going to really get a ton of results from that, but then actually, mm -hmm. you know, digging a mile deep and only an inch wide. That way you can really, really focus before you start branching out. And maybe the other yes. stuff is just options as they come up because you can take advantage of some of those opportunities. But that's certainly one thing that stuck with me. But the fact that you can go you know, to an investor, um, they want the simplest thing. Are you going to make mm -hmm. me money or not? And I right. mean, maybe some people want more specifics, but then again, you know, you guys, I, I, that was one of the funniest things that I, I remember saying is it's like, well, I mean, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going to give you that information. That's not how my business relationship works with my investors. And if you don't want that, you know, that's, that's up to you. I wish yeah. the best for you, but yeah, we're not, yeah. we don't have to be in business together. Yeah. You're still that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm still that way. Um, you know, we're just not a good fit. Right. Um, but to, to your point of, you know, digging a mile deep and an inch wide, you know, that's my favorite saying, right, John, right. I say that all the time because all it's time. really important for people to, you know, that keeps us focused, right. It keeps us grounded in having a specific business model so that not only, you know, we have to understand it. We have to be able to explain it. And if you have to do that very quickly to an investor, um, it really is all about having a very succinct, this is the business model. This is where we do really well. And if you want to come join us, then we'll give you that gift of invitation, you know, to share in a piece of our lives. And if it's a good fit for you and it's a good fit for us, that's great. We handle the tenant buyers the same way. You know, we right. go to them, we're able to explain our business model to them so that they understand what they're getting into because most of the people are accustomed to renting, right? right? So now we're going to put them into a rental situation with the option to purchase that home. But the, the important piece is that we need their mindset to be that of a homeowner, not that of a renter. 
And so we have to be able to explain it to them too. And it's the same thing. We will invite you to share in a piece of our lives by helping and giving you this opportunity. And if you do what you say, this is Keith's favorite saying, if you do what you say you're going to do and we do what we say we're going to do, then this works. No doubt. So that's what it's all about. has to be a win-win for everybody though. Well, what do you say about, you know, to kind of put you on the spot a little bit, what do you guys say about some of the critics who don't like lease option as a model? I know, um, you know, I bumped into it a few times and, and at least I thought I was able to explain it in a way that satisfied whatever their question was or their objection, but that it's taking advantage of people. Cause then you're also, you know, uh, cause there are, I mean, in every industry, there are people that are going to take advantage of other people that are out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, right. and the, success rate on some of that stuff isn't very high. And I would argue that the success rate on, you know, considering vacancy rates and stuff is also a measure basically that would be comparable to that same kind of setup in general anyway. Um, But I mean, what would you say to somebody that would say that maybe you're taking advantage of people who are renting and kind of dangling a carrot for them to have the option to buy or something like that? I would absolutely agree that there are people out there that do that. However, you as the person offering um, them the option to purchase the house and giving them the time that they need, um, as we go through the process, we're educating them, such as we're reporting their good payments for them. If they want to sign up to any one of the hundred services that will allow a landlord to go in and say, yes, they make their payment on time, you know, we're providing them letters if they are um, credit bound, um, and they don't have a good credit score. And if you have to dispute it, you know, we'll give you the letter to do that. If you have to pay it and it's yours, then by golly, you know, pay it, you know, don't keep putting it off, just take responsibility and pay the darn thing and get it over with. Um, if you are not taking the time to educate the people during the term that they have this guaranteed purchase price and, you know, they have the guaranteed rent. Um, and in, if you are not making it an exclusive right that they are the only ones who can buy that property and it's in writing in your paperwork, shame on you. if it's not in there, then shame on you. Yeah. If you're not educating mm-hmm. them, if you're not um, spending a ton of time up front talking to them, if you're not sending them in front of an attorney, I don't care if it's just their rental agreement that they're going to sign and get it notarized, get it in front of an attorney so that they feel comfortable. But it's your responsibility to further educate them. So you don't have those rates um, that those people that aren't executing their options. Thankfully for us, we are have a much higher execution rate than the industry does. And, you know, for one that we absolutely love um, the story, you can go to our website at uh, Homebuyers Inventory and watch Curtis from the very beginning when we were just inspecting the homes and visiting with Curtis all the way up to he just closed on his house June 30th. And this dude made it his house. Watch the progress that he made and the work that he did. And that's the whole thing. You do the work, they do the work, it will work. If you want to take advantage of some people, then I would agree with all of those people that are objecting to it. Sales and marketing is one of the most important things for you 
owning or starting a business. In fact, when you're starting a business, you wear every single hat. And the thing is, is we actually sell, influence, and market things every day by the types of shirts we wear, the shoes we wear, the watches we wear, the cars we drive. I mean, you name it, we are constantly advertising for someone else. Now, rather than just taking a whole bunch of different personality tests that are out there, some are obviously more scientifically valid than others, one of the best things that I did for myself was taking Perry Marshall's DNA marketing test. It answered the question, should I be writing advertising shop copy? Should I be trying to do face-to-face sales? Should I try to do webinars? Should I try to produce more video content, doing audio content? Should I try to get into negotiations? Should I take the time to be a website designer? And one of the crazy things that I found was I should be talking to people. I should be getting face-to-face and I should be doing copy. And That's why I do my email list every single day so that I can practice something that I'm already ready to do. And the fact is, I figured that out. As soon as I took this test, I thought about all my previous experience. It's why I enjoyed doing instructing within the Air Force for so long. It's why I enjoyed uh, my political science major in writing persuasive papers and actually why I actually enjoy getting in front of other people and discussing ideas and having very healthy debate with people about it. It's why I enjoy doing that. And honestly, when I took this test, my score is 7947. And you know, that means nothing to you. I just know specifically what I'm supposed to be focusing on as a sales and marketer has actually made it much more enjoyable as I've started building my business. So with that, go to cashflowveteran.com slash marketing DNA Take your DNA test today so you know exactly where to start. And don't focus on the things that you're not good at. Focus only on the things that you're good at to get your entrepreneurship message out there. Right. And there's there's a couple lines of thought that I want to go here. To me, I kind of go, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna try to get people into taking more ownership rather than just renting, you also have to help them with the mind shift that's yeah. gonna come along with that too. And and why I loved your guys' business model and how much you went into it. And you don't even just give them an option. I mean, you know, what if I'm not able to get a loan when the the period comes? It's like, well, don't worry. We still have an option for that because we still have investors that that are okay with making a little bit less return by doing more seller financing or or placing it on on debt like that instead. And functionally, not a lot is really going to change other than uh, the title. It's going to go along like any other purchase, but it's not just going to be through all the other channels that you'd normally see as the industry's kind of been built up that way through banks and, uh, well, I- any mortgage lender or title company into that. I mean, that, that's kind of been standard and how they do that, but you're just offering the people a, a different way if, or that what if scenario too. And that's the other thing is you have, they have plenty of options to be able to explore with that as well. And I think that's a much better job rather than basically infantilizing people to, you know, treating them like children and saying, well, they could never do that. So why would you even offer them the option in the first place? It's like, do they, do you want them just to continue to have just the quote unquote government incentive for them Mm -hmm. to keep doing that? Or do you actually want to try to person to person, uh, community, community to help somebody in a situation, even though that it might be in, you know, I am the uh, the owner and and landlord and you're the tenant buyer. I mean, yeah, that's right. a relationship. It's a contract relationship, but that it doesn't mean that it's devoid of uh, of compassion and actually making sure that it works. Yeah, you absolutely have to be able to help them transition uh, because they've only they don't know how to be a homeowner, right? They've never owned a right. home before. Um, some of them, I mean, some have. 
But again, they they might have gotten into a little bit of um, you know trouble with credit or whatever the case may be. Um, but you have to be able to show them what mindset you had to go through. Because yeah. we had to go through that same transition. Like I said, my parents rented my whole life. It wasn't something we were taught. You know, you go and you buy a home and, you know, you do that. That wasn't what we were taught. So you go through that process yourself and then you can help those other people. We're self-employed. So we know what it's like. You either take the write-offs in your business mm-hmm. or you show your income for two years, right? right. That's right. what you have to do to get a loan. Um, so you have to be able to offer these people, one, like you said, the option to the education. Now you can only lead them to water. You cannot make them drink, but we get a lot of the, well, why don't you do a land contract versus a lease option? So the land contract, the difference between the two is the land contract is um, somebody really seller financing the house, right? Charging a pretty high interest rate for a term. However, Uh, The difference between the two is the people that we've spoken to, and we've spoken to a lot of people in the areas that we buy homes, and they end up having that house taken right out from underneath them because they didn't know that they should be the exclusive right to own the home. But also the difference is, why would I or how could I actually let somebody I don't even know borrow money? Because yeah. that's what you're doing when you're selling financing, right? You're carrying a mortgage. I don't even know you. Yeah. And you don't know me. So how do we know we can work together? Right. And in a relationship where we do it is we do the lease option. And then um, if they can go to the bank and get a loan, then we may consider becoming their bank for them if the investor is into that, you know, at the time. But it also gives you a chance to actually- that up front. It gives you the chance to build that relationship to know right. whether it'd be somebody you'd want to be able to do that with. Exactly. Otherwise, I don't let, but you know, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but our investors, we, the, the person we're even doing a tenant buyer, they probably wouldn't let somebody that they don't know borrow money. Right. You know? So well, I think, why should uh, we? Yeah, I'm excited to go see that story of Curtis, but, you know, the one that always sticks out in my mind is your guys' uh, example of the property in. Um, in Lompoc where, you know, when you're, you went through it, you uh, turned it over, sold it for a certain amount, you know, put in not, I think, I don't know, can't remember if you guys put any money into the deal or not. Um, but you're able to to do that, sell it at one price. And a lot of people are like, well, what happens if, you know, I'm, am I buying on a future value? Like you're going to try to capture that. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, if you actually take ownership and make it awesome and it appraises for higher, that's equity that you have actually gained. Yes. You've actually been yeah. able to put that sweat equity into it. Right. Um, yeah. So they get all of the equity that's in the house. Good for them. Right. Yeah. That's that's the whole idea. So, again, I'll, I'll go back to Curtis or I'll go back to the house that was here um, in two different ends of the spectrum. Right. Curtis, on the other hand, I mean, that dude put carpet in his house that I couldn't even afford to put in my house. Um, as a tenant buyer, right? He replaced the water. He had chandeliers, you know, the dude's house belonged in a magazine. And now he closed June 30th and all the equity that came with that appraisal is his. And that's awesome. The one in Lompoc, one of the ones in Lompoc, California here, the gentleman, when he got into the house, 
And it is at market value. Today's market value is what you sell the house for, what we sell the house for. Not everybody, but that's how we do it. And he got in and he was only 25, I'm sorry, $75,000 away from being able to buy that house cash. Yeah. And he went into the house. He was there a couple of years, didn't do a thing on his credit, didn't do the work. He did an extension fee at the end of his term, did another six months, still nothing, paid, you know, like the extension fee to do it. Um, he literally walked away from that house, leaving a lot, like six-figure equity on the table. Plus, I begged that dude. You know? Uh, yeah, you begged yeah, I said, man, you got to do the work. If you don't do the work, you're walking away from all this money. I don't want, I want you to own the house. Right. That was the beginning of this he didn't do it. He just moved out. It's like, wow. But so we went in, we did do some rehab on that, a quarter of what he left on the table for equity. And then, you know, we sold the house, did a 1031 exchange and bought three new homes. I don't know. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, you do what you got to do. You Again, you can only help, you know, so, somebody so far. You can't, can't right. you know, make it, make, make the horse drink. I mean, you can put salt in their oats that they eat yep. a little bit. And that's probably <laughs> what you got to do sometimes. But yeah. I totally get that. I think. <laughs> yeah. If I remember the numbers may be off, but I mean, they're certainly in the ballpark, but the other house that I remember, especially when I first met you guys was a house. I think you were in into it for somewhere between two fifty and two seventy on a crowdsourced deal. Yeah. Um, right around the corner. I basically sold it for, I want to say around three yeah. Um, yeah. to the person. So you're, you know, clearly making a little bit of money on it. Everyone's kind of getting return. You had your term limit set for it. And by the yep. time it comes around for him to purchase it, I think it appraised for somewhere between three twenty and three thirty or more, maybe. It was actually um, more than that. Almost yeah. eighty grand. Yeah, it was. It wow. was almost uh, yeah, an eighty thousand dollars equity. This because again, you know, he put carpet in. I mean, we actually did that one with no floors. There's no floor. In. I mean, there was no carpet because yeah. it you know stunk <laughs> so bad. We we had to do the floor. But he put brand new floors in, did the backyard, you know, all of those things. We have another one here right now in Lompoc as well, doing the same thing. Um, they took that house, the the yard and everything in it. We had rehab the, the inside, but they took the outside to a whole new level. Gotcha. And whatever work they do, that's theirs. And that would be another reason why I would say, why do a lease option, right? When you're in real estate investing, there's the two biggest expenses are your management and your repairs. Right. Well, in a lease option, you don't have either. Right. So... Um, when they're in there putting in brand new carpets and, and things like that, it, it's they're, they've got the mindset, they're going to do the work and they're going to own the home. And that's what it's all about. Right. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. So we talked to, uh, you know, as we were getting, getting set up for this episode, but even the, the last week that we connected was uh, the idea of why it's so important to have real estate investing in your overall portfolio, or at least in mind when you're thinking about retirement and why it's so important for that. So I want yes. you to, if you don't mind expanding on that idea a little bit. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so Keith, you thought of retirement and real estate before I did, you know, before I even knew you. So why don't you share yours and then I'll, I'll share my story. The, big, the biggest one for me is I knew I wanted to retire in Costa Rica in so many, so many years. And I want to be able to build up that cash flow. Cash flow is king for me. Be able to have all my debts paid, every month and be able to put money away for, you know, building up the stuff I want to do to get there. Um, so that was my main focus, cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. If I'm going to buy a house, wherever I'm buying a house, I try to be free and clear in three years. 
which ain't easy to do in California, but other states it is, certain places. Um, and so far, I've been very successful with that. Cash flow has been great. Um, so, I mean, that was my main focus is to build build up the cash flow to where I didn't have to do any more concerns about worry and everything else like most people have to do. Yeah. yeah and for me, um, what actually drove me to that first uh, real estate investing club meeting was that I needed and wanted to supplement my husband's income with real estate investing. I had no idea you could actually do it, um, but I, I wanted to, to explore that. So that's what got me into the meetings. And then um, once I started learning and, you know, then of course we had our own club and, you know, we built REI Wealth Academy and then we started doing deals. It made sense that you could actually supplement a permanent income or a W-2 income with the money that you were getting from houses. So I am in the transition now um, because my husband worked for Boeing 43 years, yada, yada, yada. He has now retired. And the ability that I've had to build up and buy the homes and then turn that monthly cash flow into our income is allowing us to transition this year. So, you know, he worked for a couple of years as a contractor of the same company he retired from, but now he is retiring. You need something to transition you while either you're setting up your retirement, you're thinking about taking your investments out of your portfolio, um, you're trying to get your portfolio lined up so that you can minimize your taxes. Um, we're in that tr transition right now. And what's allowing us that time, that freedom, that ability is the cash flow coming in from the homes will carry us through so that, you know, maybe people are going to take Social Security when they retire, but they still have a couple of months to wait. Or maybe they're not able to take their pension right away because like my husband, they're too young, right? Um, especially a lot of the people that are after the fire community. Uh, nowadays, you know, um, independence early. Yeah. Um, and so there's time gaps between when you actually want to leave work, whether it's young, older, you know, it doesn't matter in the time that you can get your hands on Social Security or even want to. Right. Or the times in which you can get your pension or your 401k or, you know, as an example, 401k is 59 and a half or you're going to face a pretty steep penalty. So having real estate in your portfolio allows you to make that transition and still have income. Right. And real estate is the fastest way to get there because they're talking now that a million dollar retirement is not going to last you. It's not going to last you long enough. Yeah, you better plan carefully, you know. Um, so, and there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into retirement. I've been studying retirement for about a year now. Holy moly. <laughs> I mean, yep. that's all I can say. You know, there's just a lot to learn about it. But I knew that I wasn't going to be able to, there was not going to be any cushion or any transitioning without stress if I didn't do something to replace the income. And that's where the real estate came in. Now, I have little stock over here and, you know, real estate investing and we have other businesses. But I have to say that the real estate investing has been the fastest 
most tax efficient, easiest way to get the supplemental income that was needed for the transition. Right. So. And that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, one of the things that I've always told people, um, especially like the students that I had back at Vandenberg when they're getting ready to go up north. I mean, I had examples of friends. I mean, not only from, you know, stores that you guys have, but other military people that are out there where it's like, there is absolutely a way for you. If, if your goal is to get to 20 years, um, you could not necessarily, you don't have to buy one at every single duty location, but you could mm-hmm. do enough. That way, when you do get to that 20 plus, you know, that 20 year retirement where you're getting 50% of your base pay um, yeah. and you're, you're getting rid of some of the other benefits and other stuff too. But even at that same time, um, you know, by the time you get to that 20 year point, you could have something that not only like equals the money you're losing, but it very well could equal the money that you were making to begin with anyway. So you're actually up 150% before you ever have to worry about whether your 401k is going to mm-hmm. kick in that the, the uh, TSP, the thrift savings plan that's meant yep. for military members that are out there. And like you could get there within that 20 year. I mean, you got 20 years and places right. that are that tend to have a very good rental place, you know, rental income to begin with anyway, not every base, but uh, right. certainly a, a lot of them. And then one of the other objections that I, I get a lot of times, well, I mean, I live in California. I mean, I'm supposed to invest in my backyard, right? I can't go across mm. the country and do that kind of thing. And I mean, you guys are absolutely proof that it is because you, you live in California, but you do lease options in the Midwest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And we, um, you know, a couple of years ago, we picked up another market and that's down in the South. And um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, I invested in New Hampshire uh, as a lease option because it's where I grew up. So I wanted to get back to the community that I grew up in. And so we have lease options, you know, out there. So, you know, one of the things though, John, that you were talking about was, you know, I've done this, my first deal um, really was in 2013, but really the whole lease option thing started in 2015. So you think about it, it's only been five years, yeah. you know, even though I went to that meeting like 2012, right? Eight years, it's only been five years. So you don't even need 20 years, you know, you can do it in five years. You just have to be able to, I'd say, discipline, focus, have the plan and, you know, understand where you are today and understand where you want to go. And then all the work you do is to close the gap in between those two places. Right. So I know one thing Tim Choice in one of the other episodes said is like, he's like, I'm really glad I started with, um, actually I take that back. It was, uh, the other guest I had Dave Schultz. He's like, you know, I, I got into real estate investing and I was buying my first house in Montana, uh, with his then wife and they're trying to figure it out. He's going into places that just smelled like cat pee. And I mean, just looking at all the terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible things that you wouldn't want to put your wife or family into, right? Like you might buy yeah. that, but you're not, you're not going to necessarily try to get them to live in it as you're trying to get that. At least they, they really got to be dedicated <laughs> if they're going to yeah. go that route. Um, but he's like, but he's like, I'm just glad that I got my first deal done. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't um, it may not even have been a successful deal when you look at it on right. papers, but it was successful yeah. in the education that he got because within yes. the next within the next two and a half years, he replaced his livable income. So what he lived off of, he totally yep. replaced and paid a whole bunch down, lived like no one else did at the time, um, and paid all that off and was able to buy uh, three duplexes in the matter of six months before he left. And that mm. totally replaced his income and gave him 
yep. all kinds of freedom to, to kind of push forward, which is just an incredible story. And that just that took just one assignment. Well, and that's the thing, right? We we talk about the fact that especially when you're you're looking at retirement and things like that, we have forgotten that we have choices. Right. <laughs> You know, I mean, seriously, when you're um, nine to five, you know, for 10, 20, 40 years, you have forgotten you have choices on things you can do. Um, so, you know, you can do anything. And it, part of this is it doesn't have to be the cookie cutter deal. Right. You know, we have actually been able to um, wholesale a short sale on a reverse mortgage, right? So, you know, those types of things, um, house hacking, and that's great for the military people, right? Because like you said, yeah. they go to a location and then often they have to leave again. Well, there are some incredible tax deals or mm -hmm. tax um, advantages, like benefits yeah. to doing that, right? So one of the things I'm gonna do myself, when you hit retirement, um, depending on how much Social Security and whatever you're going to have um, or how much you want to minimize your taxes, you can make another state that doesn't um, tax your pension income or your 401ks or whatever. You can go live there and make it your primary residence for 183 days. Well, we have a house in New Hampshire and New Hampshire doesn't charge um, or they don't tax your pension income. As to with California, a whole different ballgame, right? Right. So. Right. I have a host there that is in the business. It's going to have to be rehabbed next year anyway. So we're going to make it the primary residence for maybe a minimum of two years. I go there. I rehab it. I make it my primary residence. We save on retirement income and we do it again a second year. Why? Because I only have to do it two years and then I get all of that capital gains or actually I, I will get half because... You can't, uh, it can't be a rental for the three years prior to you living in it for the two years. But even if it is, you get half. I mean, yeah. come on, that would be a no brainer, right? Yeah, that's killer. And then, so I'm going to house hack. Well, it'll be a minimum of two years so I can get the free capital gains, or it'll be a maximum of seven years because between now and the time when my husband's 72 and a half and he has to take those distributions that the government right. says you have to take, we can do Roth conversions so that when he's, you know, 80, he can have all of his money and his profits tax-free. So there's just things that real estate investing can not only supplement your income, but then it can also be a tax minimization right. for you on the other end. And then, of course, you know, the big thing for us is the generational wealth strategy that we use to where you have this windmill and one house is paying for the other. And by the time you're done, you've got 10 houses that are free and clear that you could leave to your children or you could spend every dime if you want while you're alive. One of my favorite things to do is to read to my kids every single night. And we have a whole bunch of different books that, that we read. But I got to say, every other night, to every three nights or so, we read a book by Conor Boyack uh, on a series he has called The Tuttle Twins. And honestly, I was a little bit skeptical at first when I saw some of it um, because I was like, how do you take free market principles? How do you take some libertarian ideas and how do you actually distill that down in an enjoyable manner 
for children to read. And I got to say, he pulled it off. One of the most pivotal books for me to understand the history of banking and currency was The Creature from Jekyll Island. And I've read a whole bunch of other books, but for the authors to be able to take that idea and give it to the Tuttle twins to talk about the creature from Jekyll Island and, and explain how money works, how inflation works, where bartering and the money that we currently use came from sounds like a boring, terrible topic to talk to about kids. But I got to say, my kids love these books. Right now, there's about 11 of them that are for the younger ages and they have other things for um the family activities to do with games and cards. And they also have some choose your own adventure books that are more for the young adult genre that's out there as well. And I got to say, these books are awesome. And we own every single one of them. Everything from the Tuttle Twins in the Law, where they learn about individual rights, the Miraculous Pencil, you know, why free markets are so important. They talk about the golden rule and why it actually works you know, the difference between persuading somebody versus coercing somebody to the way that you're, and they also talk about how a kid can be an entrepreneur and why we act the way that we do and what learning is all about. And these are all topics in each of these books and they are phenomenal. So with that, go ahead and go to cashflowveteran.com slash Tuttle. That is T-U-T-T-L-E, cashflowveteran.com slash Tuttle and get some phenomenal books to start reading to your kids. And honestly, for a lot of adults out there, it's going to be really eye-opening for you too, just as it was for me. I've read some pretty dense stuff over the years, and I got to say for them to be able to condense these down for children to be able to understand also makes it very simple for even adults to finally kind of grasp some of these concepts that we've only heard tangentially through our education system. So with that, go to cashflowveteran.com slash Tuttle. You know? Yeah, and any any like... Any veteran or any active duty person that's out there that's looking at the VA loan and be house hacking, but especially like if you're, you know, starting out as like a lieutenant, you know, you're brand new in your career, you got years and years ahead of you. Like you're talking about that windmill. Another way to think about is is that kind of Dave Ramsey calls it the debt snowball to pay off debt. Well, that's kind of mm-hmm. the same principle with this. You're just using the houses to really do that over time and to have right. a cascading effect that builds your real estate empire, so to speak. And I mean, that that is such a powerful strategy to get you where you want to go. And you can apply that to multiple business models within real estate mm-hmm. investing as well. I mean, it is super powerful. And that's kind of what I encourage a lot of people uh, in the military or that that have um, you know access to a VA to do. Now, at the same time, I do think the VA can be a moral hazard because I know we came into it as kind of accidental landlords uh, when we kind of bought our first house, and it mm-hmm. didn't quite really make the cash flow um, that that we really wanted it to, and I mean, we were able to flip the house in California uh, for you know a decent profit that's there, and so we learned kind of two different models. And I was trying to go down until you know the train of libertarianism smacked me off my military career. So, um, and I, I just think that with people, I want people to go into a VA loan with their with their eyes open wide and go into right. any house deal with their eyes open wide. Because if yes. you know that you're going to be moving and you, you know, the bank makes, you know, over 50% of its profit from interest in that first five to seven years. Anyway, you you don't have the equity. And unless you happen to be mm-hmm. in a market 
which appreciates, which could, yeah. you know, which the ones that appreciate greater are also one that fall harder when, mm-hmm. when economic times come down. It's like, you, yes. you're going to look like a genius when the good times are here, but you're going to look like a fool when it actually crashes and you're finding yourself. And that, that happened in California for a lot of people that I yes. knew that were a little bit ahead of us uh, for that. Um, and so I, I was just, you know, go into it with a mindset that you have to think like an investor, even if you don't intend to build this great grand empire or anything like yeah. that, even if you only plan on having four homes throughout your entire life that you just happen to have a little bit of extra money from, you still have to go into it with an exit in mind. And you still want to study some of these principles if you want to worry about your retirement in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And so a couple of things and thoughts on that, John, is, you know, we are able to do the whole retirement thing and the transition, not on the business houses. That's not where it's coming from. It's from the few homes that we have personally. Right. right. So to your point, you do not need this great big business over here doing a bunch of real estate. You just need a few good men or houses right, right. to right. Um, get you to where you need to be in regards to supplementing your own income. and then. You don't have to do these house hacking things and move from house to house with a VA loan. You can do it with any kind, right? You can do it with seller financing. Um, You know, now, when I say I wasn't willing to give people money on seller financing up front, that doesn't mean that's not how I don't get the homes, right? right? We were talking the exit strategy. You can do it on seller financing, taking, you know, your entrance strategy. Um, So you don't need this great big business. You don't need to be doing just VA loans, um, but you can be thinking about real estate investing and your taxes and, you know, or tax efficiencies and your uh, retirement all at the same time. It's not an easy task. No, (laughs) but it's doable. It's doable. It's doable. So So you're talking about all these things that you don't need. And I would say that there are some things that you absolutely need. And while technically you may not quote unquote need them, they certainly are going to speed up your your learning curve. And that's having an education program and having mentors as well. So that's kind of the last topic here that I want to get into. So just give me your general take on on mentorship. And and you know where I'm coming from, because you guys are my real estate investing mentors, people that I will continually come back to. I don't even know if I'll really go a whole lot of other places without coming to you guys first, or at least pitching another idea off of you guys. But uh, what's your g- general take on that? Yeah, you know, it's really important. So, um, and I'm not talking about going out and spending $40,000 with people. That's not what right. we're talking about. Right. I'm talking about even if you're a DIY person, um, you know, if you take the focus and if you've only got 90 minutes and you've heard me say this to you, John, because you were in the military, you have a family, you've got a lot going on. If you have 90 minutes a week, it's the kitchen, you know, timer goes on for the 90 minutes and you're at it and you're focused, right? But you do need mentors because otherwise it becomes extremely expensive. So um, there's a saying in my dentist office that I absolutely love and I think it applies to everything. Uh, dentistry is not expensive, but lack of prevention is. Yeah, that's right. Right? That's right. Um, and it's the same thing with the real estate investing. If you do not have um, the oomph to sit down over a weekend and learn how to put your homes into a trust by studying for 20 hours that weekend, no ifs, ands, or buts about it, then you're not a DIYer. Go find somebody. You yeah. know, 
if you are a person who needs to be held accountable or just needs not even to hold, be held accountable, but just needs somebody to kind of get the stuff out of your mind and into theirs where you guys can bounce it back and forth, then go find somebody. Right. Um, make sure you're, you're you're talking to somebody so that you're not making the mistakes because they say, and I think Rich Dad, uh, Poor Dad said this, that the education is most expensive when you need it. Right. 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 So if you wait until you need it and you're in it, it's going to be a whole lot more expensive than if you went and got it prior to yeah. needing it. So that's what I would say about mentorship. We all have them. We all should have them. And, you know, I want to be the stupidest person in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. So that's my thought on it. The biggest thing with the mentor, too, is do due diligence on Don't just go out and say, oh, this guy wrote a book. And then all of a sudden, yeah. I'm going to just spend 40 grand. Go do due diligence on Look at the bad reviews, the good reviews. Talk to some people that have been in some of his courses. Mm-hmm. If you can do that, then you're comfortable. And you feel that like he can give you good substance or they can give you good substance, do it by all means. Yeah. It'll come back to you. Yeah, I think that's why you and we connected, right? Because yeah. we on a philosophical level of helping people, um, in a psychological level of what we wanted to get out of this was a match. It right. was a good fit, right, for both of us. So we would recommend people to talk to the person you are going to be mentoring with or you think you want to mentor with. Make sure from a, you know, philosophical or psychological level, you have a connection. Right. Because otherwise, they're going to tell you something. They're going to tell you to do something you would never do in a million years. Right. That's if right. somebody told me to go knock on doors, I would tell them, you are crazy. That's not ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But if somebody told me to connect with somebody uh, through a means of talking or, or sharing or, you know, um, helping, I'd be mm-hmm. all in it. So you have to make sure that person and you can talk to that person to make sure that you guys connect on a much right. deeper level than just dollar signs. Well, and then, and then you guys also have, you know, REI Wealth Academy, the education company that's there too. So not, not just aside from me. And I, I guess I'll take one second here. Like one of the things for me um, that I think you guys helped me reinforce and get a lot better at was going into that relationship and going, okay, if they're going to give me something and, and while, yes, I am also paying them money for that education for some of it, there was parts of it where I could get involved in the business side of REI Wealth Academy mm-hmm. and other stuff that you guys were doing, because I said, what can I do? That's within my unique ability that gives value to these guys. And that's why, you know, to this day, you see my face um, yep. doing videos and doing content um, because I really, I, that's why I'm doing a podcast. That's why I continue to do uh, other pieces of motivational yep. content, other pieces of stuff that's out there and trying to do this in a format that best suits what I'm doing and it provided value to you. And so if, if anybody out there is looking for a mentor, always go in into the mindset that, yeah, you got to connect, but you also need to bring some sense of value that maybe you don't know their knowledge, but there is something that you can do that you can help them with. Absolutely. Yeah. And that is why you are the face of REI Wealth Academy, (laughs) because that is your unique ability, right? So why, why not give the people that are watching and coming across it the best person to give that to them? And why not give you the ability to stand in your unique ability? And it helps us 
because it gets the message across the way that we fully heart wholeheartedly intend to get it across. Right. So again, a win-win for everybody. And that's how you have to do business, whether it's real estate, that's how you have to do life. Yeah. Well, I want to get into this last bit a little bit here. And we're, we've been talking about just don't reinvent the wheel. You certainly have right. a mentorship, certainly look at uh, some of the educational stuff. So we obviously know that you guys do uh, lease options as your real estate investing strategy, but that's one of the things inside RAOF Academy that I liked the most was that course itself. And I mean, it is literally mm-hmm. A to Z on how to do it. Not even that. You guys even went even further to go, this is A to Z on how to do virtual assistance and other assistance to help right. you build some of this stuff too and to develop your processes. And that, that, that takes it to a whole nother level uh, in, in my mind. But give me a, a rundown of some of the things that you guys specifically offer uh, for the audience here for REI Wealth Academy, but then also um, you know, that last little step above of what you guys offer as well. Sure. So REI Wealth Academy, um, as you indicated, that is where you will get the foundation right, um, of real estate investing. And then when you want to and you understand, okay, I've got to have the business model, you get into the lease option piece. And what that does is like you indicated, you know, A to Z is uh, great to explain it. But in reality, there are over um, 200 steps for the actions that need to take or the tasks that need to take when you're doing a deal. And so... Every one of those steps is spelled out. And then there's a training to on how to do each one of those steps, as well as, of course, all of the content and documents and so on and so forth. Um, so in the lease option, you would work, you know, say with somebody like yourself, John, and then you would be able to help them walk through each and every one of the steps that's in the lease option membership. And the... Level above that is where um, Keith and I, so I'm certified in a framework in which I truly can take people from where they are to where they want to be and close the gap. And we have um, taken that and specialized it specifically for one-on-one people who want to do the lease option strategy. So in addition to that they get all of the training for their VAs. And then they also get our business in Podio pushed over to them. So they have everything they need to start all the automation and the workflows. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Fair enough. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, honestly, thank you so much. I know, like I said, I, I always shoot for 30 minutes, but you know, for some reason, there's always more that, that comes out with that. So I certainly appreciate you guys coming on uh, for this. Um, where can people get more information about you guys? And then we kind of explained a little bit about RA Wealth Academy, but tell them the best place for them to, to connect with you and to connect with the business if they're looking for real estate education. Um, so they really should start at the um, reiwealthacademy.com website and then they'll see your face and since this is your audience that would probably be the best place and as you get to know the people and as they funnel through if it's something that is you know needed from a business perspective and a business management then you can you know transition them over to uh keith and i yeah for sure well, so, right on. Um, academy.com is the place to start 
Yeah, fair enough. Uh, any, any parting words for you guys? Again, I, I, it's great to see your faces again. I know that you too. Um, there's been, it's been a little bit too long, even since we moved out here. Um, and as we kind of get settled here in Nebraska, we're going to be staying here a while, I think. So um, I'll definitely be reaching back out to you guys for a multitude of other things as well. Um, and if I do another real estate investing, I hope you guys would come back on and, and maybe de- delve into a more specific topic and just, you know, hammer it out. Yeah, we, we appreciate you having us on. We uh, miss you too, but all I have to do is look at my website and uh, <laughs> I get to see you. So we're good. Um, but no, we, we truly appreciate it. And we really, really do encourage people to get started. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just get started, right? Yep. Because you'll, you'll, you'll get there. Just get started with it and um, you know build up to supplementing your income whether it be because you don't like your job and you're looking to retire, whatever it is, supplement your income with real estate. Used to be a skip to the mailbox. Now I have to turn a computer on. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's we right. joke about that, right? We'll talk more about that later. But yeah, he skips to the mailbox. That's right. Now he turns on yeah. the computer. So, um, awesome. but yeah, great to have, great to see you, John. And thanks so much. We appreciate it. All right, guys. Take care. Take care. Bye bye. The last thing I want to discuss for the episode with Keith and Roberta is the Aria Wolf Academy system. Sure, if you go to their website, ariawolfacademy.com, uh, yeah, you'll see my face and a lot of the content that I've been uh, putting out there for uh, their their company. And it's been great because I've been able to learn so much from their lease option model that they have. And one thing that I want to be able to do with anybody listening, especially if you're interested in one of the best models that's out there that minimizes some of the risk for you while at the same time being able to give you a framework to build an investing platform with oftentimes little or no money down out of your pocket and being able to network with other people to use some of their funds and give them a great return is that lease option model. So what I want you to do is if this really resonates with you, go ahead and go to cashflowveteran.com slash lease option. And it's going to take you directly to the sign up page for the lease option program. And when I mean it's A to Z, I am not kidding. They literally list out the 200 some odd steps it takes to get started and to go all the way through the deal and through the execution on the other end as well. Uh, Plus there's access to trust documentation and other things that would certainly help uh, in that regard. But go to cashflowveteran.com slash lease option and sign up today. That's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. I really would appreciate your support through any of the advertising, the affiliate links I share, or you can go to cashflowveteran.com slash support and click on the $5 tip jar uh, and send a cup of coffee my way. Also, I'd love to hear from you. And you can easily do that by downloading the anchor.fm app and leave me a voice message with a comment or a question or a topic that you'd like me to cover. And I'll see what I can do with that. Take it easy.